You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello, Yoga Magic listeners. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so glad you're tuning in. Today is another fun episode. We're talking about travel. And, you know, it's funny because we talk about self-care, self-discovery on this show. And I don't, I think of travel, you know, like that luxurious vacation that you might take is sort of a self-care idea. But Tadra Payne, our guest today, really talks about the journey of traveling, of living nomadically, of going with the flow, of learning and experiencing other cultures, and how that really has been a spiritual practice for her. It's such a fun conversation. I could listen to Tadra talk and share her stories for hours. I feel like I'm going to have to have her back and have her tell completely different stories because she has so many. So let me tell you a little about her. Tadra Payne is a digital nomad who gave up her life in Los Angeles in 2018 to travel the world indefinitely. She has visited or lived in 16 countries and, you know, she's really experienced so much in this time. She's a professional writer and a travel lifestyle coach who helps women and families plan for unconventional, wildly adventurous lives. It's such a fun journey to hear Tadra talk about the things that she's learned on her path as a woman, as a black woman, as an American, what she sees, what she experiences. So thanks to Tadra for being on the show. Thanks to our show sponsor, Simpson and Vale Tea. Simpson and Vale Tea is a small business with over 380 different brands of tea. And Yoga Magic listeners get 15% off their first order when they use the code yogamagic at svt.com. And then finally, friends, um, we've got an upcoming event happening here in the world of yoga magic if you're into creativity and you want to explore what creativity really looks like for you join me and my friend gina Getz. she's an artist for art and astrology we'll be diving into your birth chart to pull out some some, some specific markers that really kind of shape your creativity and applying that to an art project into an emotional landscape. So you'll get all the information on the supplies that you need, and we'll deep dive together. It's an hour and a half, it's on Zoom, and it's happening on May 20th at 6 p.m. Central Time. So if you want to get tickets for that, would love to have you there. More information on this event in the show notes. 
Just a reminder before we get to our conversation that if we're not already friends on Instagram, I would love to get to know you, hear what you like about the show, what you're interested in talking about, what your self-care practices are. You can follow along with the show at Yoga Magic Podcast, and you can follow me at ashleysondergaard.yoga. Share this episode with a friend, maybe share it on Instagram, and thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Let's get to our conversation with Tadra Payne. All right. Welcome, Tadra. I'm so excited to talk to you today about travel. Like so many of us have major wanderlust right now and you are living that life, living the dream. I cannot wait to hear all your tips and just your journey. So can you tell listeners who you are and kind of like, I don't know, what's your vibe? You can, any fun facts about who you are? Oh gosh. Okay. Um, I'm a Leo. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I'm totally addicted to new experiences, hence my lifestyle. Uh, I love being challenged to adapt to new ways of thinking, uh, new ways of doing things. I get bored super, super fast. So I have to kind of keep it moving. Freedom is important to me, always have been, uh, much more so than stability. I'm very creative. I'm very spiritual. Yeah, I think that's, (laughs) that's a big round picture. That's great. Yeah. I love your Leo energy. I can feel that. That's oh. really? you have to be brave. I mean, obviously, right? Like Leo is very brave, but you have to be brave to do what you do to really just like kind of go with the flow and yeah. Experience yeah, life. I hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell listeners, you know, I I'm excited for them to experience through you this mm-hmm this freedom, right? This freedom to move about the world in a really curious way and learn from the experiences, but you weren't, you know, always doing this. You got to this point at some point in your life. Can you tell listeners about that journey? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I've always been a freelancer. Well, I won't say always, but about 80% of my life I've been a freelancer. So I didn't have to really um, do that part. Like a lot of people, that's the big question. Like, how will I work? How will I make income? Right. And for me, I already had a situation where I didn't have to think about that because I was always remote or um, even sometimes location independent. They're not exactly the same thing, you know? I am HSP, which stands for highly sensitive person. And so office environments are really hard for me. And mm-hmm. so I set up my life pretty much early on that I wouldn't have to do that whole nine to five slog. I, I, I just melt down. <laughs> so um, with that big part, off the table, I was kind of able to um, be a bit more free with my life. So my boyfriend and I were living in LA in um, 2017. And we had a teeny, teeny apartment in a really great neighborhood. But you know, everything's super expensive in LA. So uh, we were just always kind of treading water, keeping our heads just above, but nothing extra. I was gosh, I worked as a nanny, as a copywriter remotely. Uh, I was going on acting auditions, doing my acting classes. And I was hearing a lot of no's like on a daily basis, or you're really great, but you're not what we're looking for, which is code for we're not going to hire a black actress for this. So (laughs) I dressed a lot. Yeah. 
one night some friends came to visit from back in Pennsylvania and I was talking to them and my words began to jumble. So imagine trying to like laugh and talk with your friends, drink wine, and all your words are like, blah, 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 blah. and you're like, I know how to talk, <laughs> right? And I started getting really scared because the harder I tried, the less you could understand what I was saying. And my girlfriend was like, hey, Paul, to my, my boyfriend who was in the kitchen, she's like, Tadra's struggling to talk. And he was like, what? So they like scooped me up and took me to hospital because they thought I was having a stroke. It turns out it was something called complicated migraines. And there is no pain with complicated migraines. It just starts to mess with like your speech and other things like that. And the doctor said that, you know, they really suspected that it was just extreme stress. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So I had a vision board next to my bed that had both acting photos and stuff. I love vision boards. I've always used them since I was 13, even though I didn't know that's what they were. Um, I had acting stuff on it, but then I had all these like world travel photos, right? With me like, oh, I'm going to travel the world indefinitely. Now, of course, this is a totally confusing message to God, the universe, you know, whatever you believe, because mm -hmm. there was no way I could travel the world full time and then be in LA to go on auditions, right? <laughs> So I kind of didn't know what I wanted. And so finally, the universe was like, you know what? You're a mess. I'm going to make this decision for you. <laughs> so I literally lost all my copywriting clients. I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, people left, you know, managers left the job or someone closed their business, whatever. I lost all my copywriting clients. And no lie, within two weeks, my boyfriend was laid off indefinitely along with a bunch of other um, oh my gosh at the art college where he worked. So here we are in LA with this, you know, teeny, teeny, $1,100, $1,200 apartment and no money. So <laughs> instead of panicking, I was like, you know, I really think there's something in this. I think there's a message because what the heck, like both of us, like at the same time, right? And I said, what if we leaned into it? What if we did this travel thing that we've been talking about? And Paul was like, yeah, we don't have any money, <laughs> you know? I was like, okay, we'll figure that part out. So we had been house sitting. I had had been house sitting for 10 years and I had a lot of luxury house sit clients. So I knew how that worked. And I was like, we could do that. And then ask our landlady if we could put our apartment, um, like sublease it, right? And we were like, it's worth a try. So we asked her that and she said, no, but you can put it on Airbnb, which we were shocked, right? <laughs> Right. And, yeah, I know. I was like, wait, what? Because she said that there are laws in LA that if someone's in your place like 30 days or more, whatever, they can like, I don't know, usurp your lease or something crazy and legal that we didn't understand. So okay. she's like an Airbnb, they're only there for a week or whatever. So we were like, okay, how do we do that if we're traveling, if we're not here? So we ended up getting on, I forget what the network's called, but it's like for people in your neighborhood, you know, to like ask some questions. And we found a housekeeper slash manager within a few days and she was amazing. Then we, um, we just teched out our apartment with this really cool thing that you can put on your door that opens with a phone app. So you can give guests that phone app, like you can give them a code and it's only good for them and only good for their reservation. And I could 
use it, I could manage it from anywhere in the world. So if somebody went out and did not lock my door, the app would tell me and I could lock my door from Canada. Right? What? Oh, that's cool. Yes, it was super cool. So we got all of that together in two weeks. We got a house. We got our first house set. We only had one lined up. We were like, we'll do it as we go because we really, we were going to be in the United States. We were just doing this as a test run. Like, would we want to do this long-term? Like, you know, so we did a road trip. It ended up being three months and we only had to pay for housing 15 days out of those three months. And the only reason we came back was because it was getting to be the holidays. So we started in LA, we went all the way up the coast and we ended up thankfully literally minutes before hopping in our car, we went, should we bring our passports? We were like, why not? You never know. Like just be open to like awesomeness. Right. And so we threw our (laughs) passports in the car and we ended up going up into Vancouver and Canada, which we loved. And then we just took our time driving back and, you know, saw some friends and played with some cats, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. When we got back to our apartment, we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, we don't fit here anymore. Like spiritually, we don't fit here anymore. And so four months later, we sold our stuff and we hopped a plane. You're such a good storyteller. (laughs) I have like my coffee. It's like early. And I just like listen to you tell stories all morning. This is so fun because- it's, you know, so many of us have said, oh, I want to travel the world, right? Like, okay, I'll use myself as an example because I can't necessarily speak for other people, but like right out of college, oh, I want to travel the world. But like, it's, that's so hard. It's so hard to do that, right? Mm-hmm. But you made it happen. You put, you took the steps and it's not easy to change the course of your life like that, but you did it. Right. And it's, it's served you on so many levels. So now well, I guess what was, where did you go? Where was the first place that you, you went um, after you sold all your things? Oh, you mean, you mean like after we gave up our apartment and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you this first. Okay. More stories, please. <laughs> we, uh, we didn't, we still didn't have jobs. <laughs> we didn't have um, an exact like, okay, we knew we wanted to start in Europe, but we were just kind of like, we don't know what, where, whatever. Right. So what we did so that we were operating without a safety net was we told our landlady, like, hey, we're going to give up our apartment, which is a really freaking big deal to be in such a great neighborhood in a quote unquote affordable apartment in L.A. And then one of my neighbors was like a bloodhound on it because she had a bigger apartment and she had broken up with her boyfriend and she wanted to pay less. So she literally showed up at my apartment with like a chicken and was like, can I cook in your kitchen just to make sure I can do like a smaller kitchen? (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. She got her hopes up and she was like, I want this apartment. So we kind of made it so that we couldn't like renege on ourselves. You know what I mean? Like right. we were like, mm. from hell or high water, we're leaving this apartment. So yeah, so we did that. And then I'm sorry, what was your original question? I was curious to know where you went after you sold all your things. Oh, right. Okay. So what we did initially, because we realized like, hey, we would like to be in the US just for a couple of months, like because we got this house sit in Finland. That was the first house that we got out of the country. And so that wasn't until the I think mid-June. And so we gave up our apartment in 
March. So actually, no, it had to be later than that because we traveled, we decided we were going to drive and enjoy the US. And we had some luxury house sit clients that were like off the charts. Like one client lives in um, Arizona and he is a a media mogul, billionaire, has a 7,000 square foot house. What? I know. I was like, would you guys want to come and house it? I'm like, oh God, let me think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. Then we had a client in Chicago that lived right on Magnificent Mile, you know, where all the Mm -hmm. Mm fabulous. So she lived in a high rise right there. So she was like, hey, can you come for three weeks? So we did that. We went to New Mexico. So we just like spent like two months enjoying the US. And then we left two weeks before our Finland house sit so that we could go through Sweden. So we just hung out in Sweden for like two weeks. And then we went to Finland for five weeks. Can we talk about how house sitting, like luxury house sitting works? Because I feel like I can hear listeners being like, how do I do this? Like, that sounds amazing. Is that like, do you get paid while you're doing that? Or do you just like, do they pay for a year to stay there? How does that work? So here's how it works. House sitting can work two ways. You can set up a business and, you know, get a business license, da, 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 right? And a buttload of insurance and charge money to be a house sitter. Hmm. Um, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sort of tested that out and I didn't like it at all. Um, I didn't like how people treated me and all kinds of stuff. So I was like, okay, no. What I do is I use house setting as a way to be able to either, I've used it to test out a new city that I'm thinking of moving to. I did that when I moved to LA um, without having to pay for lodging. I've used it when I came out of my divorce many, many years ago and didn't really have a place to live. So I've done it that way and then Mm -hmm. used it for traveling. So because I've done it more than 10 years at this point, people recommend me right? Mm. Um, Getting started is a little bit tricky. Um, There are sites like trusted house sitters and others. Uh, You just got to make sure they're legitimate and competition, as you can imagine, is hardcore, right? And so I actually uh, coach on that because I think it's one of those things that can be really wonderful or really shitty. Like you can Mm -hmm. find yourself in some dirty, nasty squalor place with like some guy scratching his balls. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I imagine. Yeah. You have to really know how to set yourself up, what you're looking for, how to, the questions to ask everything. Right. So because I've been doing it so long, I, I know how to filter out all of that stuff and get just the luxury sits. I've done sits for Hollywood directors and, you know, like, as I said, the, the, the media mogul guy and, you know, that kind of um, finance people, you know, and it's really great when you get it at that level, but it takes a little bit of know-how to get there. So no, they do not pay you because they are giving you their 7,000 square foot home to stay in so that you can be in the area you want to be in. Sometimes Mm -hmm. um, if you negotiate well, which I teach people to do, you get their car. (laughs) You get their, yes, they will leave you their car, which is usually like a Lexus or a Benz, or um, you might get a boat if you can prove that you can drive it. You might get access to a wine cellar. They, you know, I always negotiate um, food the first round, like, hey, can you fill up the freezer with stuff? And I'm vegetarian, whatever. And so it's really great. I have had people pay my airfare, but that's rare. Um, They've done it because they were in a bind 
And I was like, well, I'm in London and you need me in Norway and that's not going to work for me. And they're like, how much? But again, that's because I've built up a reputation and been doing it for so long. Generally speaking, they will not will not pay your airfare. So it has to be somewhere that you really want to be and you can afford to fly there. But everything else after that, yes, is usually free. Oh, and there is usually, not all the time, but about 80% of the time, a pet involved. So you've got to like pets. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, okay. So do you ever, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about the things that you've learned in your time traveling and and just really living with such freedom, but did you ever feel afraid? Like what you're describing to me, I would be scared shitless, like going into these houses, like you clearly Leo energy, like just feeling, are you alone when you're doing these things? Or like, how do you protect yourself as a woman? Well, I travel with my partner, but many times we will separate and go mm-hmm. to separate countries for a month and come back together. I do not feel afraid because I know I know inside out how to do due diligence. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I yeah. know the question to ask. I never, ever, ever say, oh, that's okay. No, I that made me feel weird, but I'm going to go with it. No, (laughs) you know, I I do video calls with the homeowners. They have to walk through the house with their phone so I can see the house. They have to bring their pet to the phone. I don't do dogs. I'm just not a dog person. So that eliminates the whole, will your dog attack me? Um, I've only Mm. had a cat once, you know, I, I go on Google. I look up the neighborhood, like what neighborhood do you look at, live in? I look up crime stats. I, you know, every single thing I go on Google street view and I walk around their neighborhood several times, you know, so I am super like anal about it. And I, I then have a very, very detailed contract that I've created that I send to them and they sign and send back to me. Um, I have never had a problem with house sitting, never. This is so interesting. I honestly didn't even realize that this was like a thing that you could you could do. So when you're not house sitting, how do you find places? And like, do you just kind of like say, okay, today we're going to go to this country? Or do you have like a strategy or a plan for where you go next? Um, a little bit. Like it's one of those things where um, we will say it would be nice to go to, right? And it's usually, we try and just be smart about it. Like if we're in the UK, an obvious next place might be Ireland, you know what I mean? Um, versus going clear across the world to Argentina, <laughs> you know? So it's like you can bop from place to place that's close by. And in Europe, airfare is stupid cheap. At least it was before the pandemic. Um, stupid cheap. So you could go from London to Paris for or $12 if you're willing to like be on a crappy airline, but 25 is like a normal airline, you know? So it's not that big of a deal to plan last minute, right? There were times when we had house sits only twice in 10 years where I've had house sits set set up and then the person reneged at the last minute Mm. and always have an emergency fund, right? And so we were supposed to go to Ireland and then suddenly she decided she didn't want Paul in her house because she was in that case and had issues with men. So, which mm, I thought was okay. <laughs> home, you're not even in the house. So, okay. Um, so she, you know, she was like, oh, this isn't going to work for me. I was like, and you didn't know that till two days before the sit, but whatever. So then we were like, okay, let's hop on our laptops and see where we can go. And we had chose Ireland because it was out of the singing zone. Are you familiar with the singing zone? No. Okay. Europe has 
the singing zone, which is 26 countries. It's like France and um, Italy and Greece and, and all of them count as one stay, which sucks if you're an American. So oh, only okay. get three months period. Right. Got it. So if I'm in Spain for three months, I can't then go to Italy. Right. So I have to go to a country that's still in Europe, if I want to say in Europe, that's outside of the zone. So that would be the UK, that would be Ireland, that would be Wales, that would be uh, Croatia, where we are now, Montenegro, Albania. You, every nomad knows like all the countries <laughs> because we use that to bop in and out and reset our visas. So that kind of threw us in a situation because we were like, crap, we were going to Ireland because it was outside of the zone. But Ireland's really expensive to go to without a house set. So we also look at that. We're like, mm. if I'm going there and it's an expensive place like London, I'm going to have a house set. If it's somewhere like Montenegro, cool, I'll just pay for an apartment, right? So we ended up just looking on our laptops and being like, where the heck can we go like day after tomorrow? That would be affordable, cheap airfare, blah, blah, blah. And we came away with Croatia, which we had never even heard of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two days later, we were on a plane to Croatia. And it turns out to be one of the main places where they filmed Game of Thrones, which I love. And it's gorgeous. It's probably one of the my favorite places I've been. So just being open means we've had some pretty incredible experiences and mm -hmm. we paid for the Airbnb there. That was gorgeous. It was in a high rise overlooking the, the sea and 10 minutes from the old castle. That's really popular there Diocletian's palace. And we paid $500 for the whole month. So yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say is like, you know, with the patience and the research, you can really make this work, but it does. I mean, it takes effort and it takes some, you know, some strategy, but, oh, this is, I'm just really, I don't know. Could I bring my kids with on a house set? Probably yes. not. <laughs> Maybe. They have friends who travel, who are nomads with their kids. When we were in Croatia, we met a couple from Australia. No lie wait for it. They had seven freaking kids that they were traveling with. Seven. Yeah. From like four years old to teenagers. And they have been doing it for a number of years because um, it's called world schooling. And okay. I have tons of friends who've done it and their kids are the coolest freaking people you ever met. I bet. They're open-minded. They speak multiple languages. They can travel anywhere and fit in and feel comfortable. It's pretty awesome actually. Are you all tea drinkers? I feel like my tea game has gotten really strong over the last year while I've been just, you know, working on winding down at night. And that's totally thanks to Simpson and Vale teas, my favorite. I love these teas so much and actually so does my husband. He keeps drinking them all and I have to get more. Um, so Simpson and Vale tea is it's a small business that knows what they're doing in the tea department. They've been around for more than 92 years and they have more than 380 different blends. They just launched two new wellness teas that I'm super in love with. The first is the Turmeric Ginger Citrus Tea. It's a perfect afternoon pick-me-up. It's certified organic and it's just jam-packed with flavor. I like to use turmeric and ginger to assist 
with any inflammation and just help with my everyday digestion. So this has been great. And then the other new blend they just launched is the Calm Blend. This has ashwagandha, lavender, chamomile, and passion flower, and it's the perfect de-stressor. I love the subtle effects of ashwagandha, so here for it. If you wanna try some of these yummy teas, you can use code YOGAMAGIC for 15% off your first order when you head on over to svt.com. Again, use code YOGAMAGIC for 15% off your first order at svtea.com. Okay, so you at the beginning had mentioned that you're, you know, you're a deeply spiritual person. And I also hear you saying, you know, that you really crafted the life that brings you to your best self. And I'm curious to know, you know, through this travel journey and through this, like, I don't know, is is nomadic lifestyle, is that how you describe it? Like, would you say like, okay, (laughs) there's so many lessons and so many, you know, spiritual practices within just that act of traveling. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how have you deepened your connection to yourself and to a higher power through this, this process? You know, (laughs) I've been in 16 countries so far. I've spent usually between one and three months in them. I spent six months in the UK because I love London with all my heart. I'm manifesting that lifestyle for me at some point. (laughs) So am I. Yes, I love that. (laughs) In 2020, I spent that whole year in rural Albania in a farmhouse up in the mountains, which was hard. I actually didn't like it very much. (laughs) I was going to say all, but there were moments. And you know, it was one of those things where we had all this stuff. It was so glamorous and so much fun. And we were doing all that. And then it was like, whoo, pandemic, right? Right. And what you mentioned about spiritual, I actually started to feel, gosh, maybe in the summer of uh, 2019, that we should stop house sitting. And Mm. I told Paul that, and he was like, why would we do that when we save money and, you know, it's great. And we're in, we're in places that we honestly wouldn't be able to afford otherwise. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just feeling it. I'm just feeling it. And it just wouldn't go away. Right. And so we had people contacting us near the end of the year. Right. We were in France for three months and gorgeous, gorgeous, Mm. 1600 farmhouse. And people were contacting us from other places going, hey, you know, trying to plan for us after the new year. And I kept putting them on hold. And I was like, I don't know why, right? Because we didn't have somewhere to be. And then friends in China started saying, hey, there's this pandemic. Be careful because you guys are bopping around. But no one was like, it's definitely coming to Europe. We were just kind of like, if, kind of, maybe. And then January came and we were leaving France and we were just like, okay, where can we go in case this thing is a problem? And where can we go that we can stay for a long time? Albania lets Americans stay for a year, a whole year on a tourist visa. Hmm. So we were like, okay, we'll bop in there. It's right across from Greece and Italy. So we could do that, do little border runs. It'll be cool. And we got into Albania and it's a very poor country. Um, And we had come from Barcelona. So it was like, you know, it was like a culture shock. Right. And then, gosh, within a couple of weeks was when everything hit the fan and things were closing down and this and that. And I was like, what's going on? You know, and we ended up not staying in the city. We went all the way up into the country because this woman on Facebook just kept 
thing, like come rent our house, come rent our house. I was like, why would we do that? And then finally in prayer, it just felt like that's the right choice. And I was so far away from everything. Why would we do that? Thank God. Like we were near nothing. We were safe, you know, and it was a time where I really um, had to go inside myself because I was disappointed to Mm. be in this poor country on a farm um, with snakes and crazy shit coming in the house that could kill us literally mm. uh, finding scorpions in our bed finding oh my gosh oh my oh, uh, full body goosebumps <laughs> battles with things in my living room that I didn't even know what they were you know <laughs> and it was just like this is not what I signed up for this is not fair but then it's like wait 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 relax people are dying you know people are losing their homes because they've lost their jobs. And I was safe. I was fed. You know what I mean? Like I had to get. Yep. Yep. <gasps> yeah. And I'm getting. Oh, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I used that time for some professional therapy, which I did online. Um, yeah. And it really, I, I pulled up a lot of really old demons. I was abused as a child and hadn't fully dealt with that. And that's, that was my spiritual journey last year, just digging up all the stuff and, and dealing with that and snakes. <laughs> you know? Wow. So the scorpions. I, like, I'm thinking about this because the symbolism around that is wild. Like, so Scorpio, like the sign of Scorpio, which the symbol is one of the symbols of scorp- scorpions is all about transformation. So like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just visualizing you in this scary space, but like also growing out of it. Another symbol of that transformation is the Phoenix, right? To to rise out of the ashes. <gasps> wow. Yeah. But that's not, I mean, it never is easy, like doing that work and, and going and like diving into your demons is, but what a time to do it right now. Now, when you're, you have a little more freedom, like what's changed? Who are you on the other side of that year long journey? Well, you know, Throughout, not just last year, but throughout doing something like this, I've had so many experiences around gender, sexuality, culture, food, attitudes towards animals, like everything Mm -hmm. you can imagine when you leave the bubble where you were born and you step into another space, you're like, oh, oh, so people do this differently. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so like my worldviews have changed. Um, how I see other places, you know, have changed. I think I've also become more my authentic self. I don't think I have to like say this for people, but I'm going to, being a black person in America is a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And although, you know, you can find different forms of discrimination all over the world against all different people, not just black people. I have had a much better day-to-day experience living outside of my own home country, Mm. which is sad and disturbing. (laughs) No. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also, on the flip side of that, learned how much privilege I have just because I have an American passport, right? Whether I'm Black, Asian, white, whatever, I still have an American passport. So I, I watched as, you know, Many times I was just waved through customs and borders like, oh, yeah, you couldn't possibly be a terrorist. While like families 
or detained because they were from Turkey or Russia or whatever, you know, and just watching how they were treated. And I was like, that's so wrong. You know, I have friends in China and India that are like, oh my God, it's a whole process to even leave our country. Forget like getting to the other country just to leave our, you know, and we don't think about that as Americans. We're like, oh, I think I'll go to, you know, fill in the blank. And that was huge for me. Like, whoa, I never realized like, I, you know, when we say other people are privileged, you don't a lot of times realize your own privilege around being able body, being attractive, being skinny, being whatever, like whatever, because it's, it's how you see yourself. But then when you're taking out of that and see what other people go through, you're like, oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's very eye-opening. Yeah, that's so eloquently put in. And that's, you know, that's the argument for putting yourself in discomfort and getting out of your bubble. And it's, I mean, like, oh, it's been hard to do that over the last year, right? And now as things are opening up and people feel safe, I just, I'm in total agreement with you that like traveling and, and like experiencing other cultures and and staying in places that are just so outside of our our worldview can be so helpful. And also like recognize, yeah, check check the privilege because that's such a good lesson. And I'm I'm curious to know, and thanks for bringing that point up about what it's like to be a black individual in America versus in other countries. When you're traveling is like, I guess I'm curious to know, like what are the noticeable differences? Is it just that people treat you better or like I, I'm I, I hope that this is something that we can learn from this is a good point yeah you know I'm part of a lot of different nomad groups and expat groups and things like that and some of them are just all different people and some of them are just black people mm -hmm. and I see a lot of black people saying like oh I'm finding racism everywhere and blah 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 mm -hmm. and all I can say is from my experience, and I'm in Europe, I'm not in Asia or other places, so I can only speak for where I am. I have just had a much better experience than I do in America because I am an American first in other places, right? So people have their own ideas about what that means. You know what I mean? Right. But it's it's interesting because first of all, I'm, I'm not a person that's offended by every single thing. You know, I can very, I can look at intention, even when someone does something that feels like you're an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I have to stop. And as I said on Facebook the other day, um, I shared that a man here in Montenegro stopped me and had a whole conversation, invited me out to dinner. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and <laughs> then finally, I, you know, I was like, look, I'm traveling with my partner. And then he switched gears really quickly and was like, oh, oh, cool. Okay. Okay. And he's like, do you have children? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, you have to have children. I was like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> But I heard that on Facebook and a bunch of people got really angry and they were like, oh, why is he worried about your reproductive parts? And this is what's wrong with men and men are pigs. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of didn't see it that way. I think he was just making conversation and maybe he's a dad and thinks like it's the most awesome thing in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And I have people ask me questions like, what's it like to be black in America? Are you afraid of the police? Um, can I touch your hair? <laughs> you know, all oh, of those. Yeah. Things. 
And I'm not offended by it because they don't, they, some of them have never had an opportunity to have an exchange with someone close up. And so they don't know American politics and American, like, you know, like, don't say that, don't do that. And I will tell them, I'll say, hey, I'm not offended, but you may not want to say that to another person. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, and they'll say why, and I'll explain why. Um, but it doesn't bother me. Like, I feel like the best conversations are the ones we have where we kindly educate each other. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in their culture. I need them to do the same thing with me. I may mm-hmm. be doing stupid things in their culture. You know, I just think we need to be more open to that. That's so interesting. I never thought of it. And you, like like you said, I'm an, I'm an American first in these scenarios. And yeah, that's such an interesting perspective. Cause when, you know, when, I, when we've traveled, it's, it's always like, Hey, are you a Republican or like, do you, did you vote for Trump or, you know, things like that, right? Like they're so curious about our political affiliation because it matters to them because it affects the whole flipping world. Yep. I was, that was a point I was going to make. And sometimes I'm like embarrassed to be an American in those scenarios, <laughs> Like, no, I did not. I did not. I don't support that. And there's, you know, we can all, but we can learn. We're learning in those dialogues. So I guess thanks for, you know, having, because there is some emotional labor to that. And and thanks for like being okay to those conversations because you're, you're teaching people about the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I'm sure I don't have to tell you this in many parts of the world, Americans are not viewed very positively. Mm -hmm. And I meet people who are like, Americans are in your own bubble. And what's with all this? We're the greatest country in the world bullshit, you know, and traveling, you realize America is not the greatest country in the world, depending on how you're measuring that. So if you're measuring, say, affordable health care, we definitely lose. If you're measuring how women are paid, we lose. If you look at work-life balance, we definitely lose. You need to go to Scandinavia. You know what I mean? I know, right? (laughs) You know, it's and they know this. Some of them know this. Not all of them. People from super poor countries are still like, America's the greatest place ever. But people from Western Europe are like, y'all need to calm down with that shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. My husband is English. His family is English. And so, and actually, so maybe someday we can meet up in London because London is one of my favorite places in the whole world. And that's like our dream is to like find a countryside home outside Mm -hmm. of London and like, I don't know, and like spend significant time there with our kids and just like be there. And, you know, it's like they laugh. His family is always like, well, can you like take vacate, like take your, your holiday, like a month long holiday. And, and obviously like I'm self-employed, so it's different, but like, that's no, to take like a month of vacation, I don't <laughs> do that in the U S right. but maybe we should, right. We're, and, and to kind of tie it back to, to you and to your journey is that like, you can, you can craft, you can create the life that you want with some discipline, with some, some bravery and, Clearly, it's paying you in dividends right now. Yeah. Oh, this is so, this might be one of my favorite interviews, Tadra. I'm like oh. so vibing on this conversation. So <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I want to know last question is just how you take care of yourself. What are your self care practices as you move? You're not necessarily in the same places. Anything that really remains static for you? You know, I kind of adjust what I do based on where I am and mm. what I feel like 
I need spiritually. So right now I'm in Montenegro and I am a block from the Adriatic Sea. So on warm days, I go down to the sea in the mornings and I'll meditate and I'll just like take off my boots, stick my feet in the water, you know, let let the water just wash over my feet and just sit there and be like, <sighs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Last year I was in Albania. So uh, when I wasn't finding snakes and stuff, I would get on my bike, loner bike, and I would just ride my bike in the mornings early through the fog. And in a lot of other places in the world where there are farm animals and stuff, they just let them loose. Like they open the gates in the morning and it's like, see you at 6 p.m. So you would see (laughs) little families of, well, big families of pigs and cows and sheep and goats along the roads. And they're like up in the mountains and all the stuff. And then as the evening comes, they go back home, right? (laughs) So I would get on my bike and just ride. And sometimes I'd stop and like, you know, try and like play with the sheep or whatever. And it was just very calming, you know, um, when I'm somewhere cold, I, I stay indoors and I journal, I meditate right now. I'm doing Dr. Joe Dispenza. Do you know Joe Dispenza? Yeah. Yeah. Love him. So I'm doing his 45 minute, that, uh, breaking the habit of being yourself. So I do that every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, it's kind of like whatever works for me. I have, I have this weird thing that I do that people are like, okay, that's a meditation. But I watch videos on YouTube for Zara Home. Do you know Zara? You know what I'm talking about, Zara? Like the brand, like the clothing yes. brand? Okay. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. In Europe, they have a home store that's really beautiful, super affordable. And they make these videos that look like the most beautiful cinematography ever that has their products in these like old stone homes in like Tuscany and stuff and this beautiful music. And it's very calming and like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Curtains are blowing in the breeze and like, it's totally like, (gasps) and some mornings I just sit there and I watch those. Like I binge on those because they make me feel so calm. Oh, like the aesthetic of just watching these home. And so it, that, I mean, essentially it's like, that's like travel in itself. I think about visualization and like going places and meditation. Oh, yeah. I'm going to check those out. That's awesome. These are great. Thanks, Tadra. Like, I think that, you know, it's true. Like it, it does, it just changes all the time, but the, the consistency of doing it at all is really the, is the key, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I would like, if you don't mind, I know you said that was the last question, but yeah. I wanted give some advice to people who would oh yes please um because I get asked that all the time like how do I start what is the first thing I do my answer is always test it out first Hmm. you know as you said Americans can't just go running off for a month and that does make it a little bit tricky but if you are self-employed or you've you're some people that talk with me are um retired, couldn't think of the word, you know, retired, really before you're like, I'm selling my house and all my stuff and don't do that. Test it out first because um, it comes off as a very romantic way to live, right? Um, Especially if you're looking at Instagram, YouTube and all the perfect life images. And for me, I do think it's it's a perfect life, but it's not for everyone. So really, you need to be resourceful. You need to be open-minded Uh, You need to know when to keep your mouth shut in certain situations. Like if you're in a country, don't talk negatively about the leader of that country. You could end up arrested, you Mm. know? Yeah. Like, yeah, there are just things that you will learn and you will build up. But I don't think 
unless you've traveled extensively and you know in your soul, like I'm just being called to this, to really take the time and um, plan well and test it out first. Uh, I I do help people who want that. Um, I have a three-month, six-month, and 12-month coaching programs for individuals and families. Uh, sometimes people come to me and realize as we're working through it that they actually don't want to do it. They want an extended vacation. And that's good. You know, it's mm-hmm. good to know what you actually want. Yeah, that's really good advice. Thank you. Because too, it's funny, like the the pandemic showed us, many of us, how remote we can be, really. You know, we can work in a variety of different ways. And, you know, you're seeing people max mass exodus out of LA now because they can they can take their jobs other places that are less expensive and not, you know, but I think like what you're saying is such a good point. (laughs) It can be so romantic. And then you get into it and you're like, Oh, whoa, (laughs) this takes patience and bravery. (sighs) We went to Turkey and I love Turkey. Turkey is one of my favorite places, but for some reason, no one felt the need to tell me (laughs) that you can't flush toilet paper in Turkey. Mm. I was traumatized. <laughs> it's completely traumatized. You have to put it in the garbage, like in Mexico, yeah. like in parts of, okay. <laughs> and then someone comes around. Well, we were in a luxury accommodation, blah, 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 community. Someone came every day and like knocked on the door to get you used toilet paper. That was another thing that was like, <gasps> oh, you know what I mean? It was just- yes. Yeah. Like things that you just like wouldn't even know. We, we spent a lot of time in Asia prior to having children. And there were so I loved that experience because that culture is just, we were in, in Japan and, and Korea and it's so much different than, than the U S and like the, like the toilet setups were all, you know, the, the public toilets are so different. They're like on the ground and they're just, or like, they're like holes. They <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I hate those. I know. And I'm like, what am I, I, this is such a learning curve here. Or even like Korea is so cool because it's like, I mean, there's like, there's so much newness to it. It's so new in the history of like, you know, now they have so much industry and wealth, but it, you know, people's lens on um, beauty and even like that superficiality piece, like there's these massive mirrors coming out when you get off the off of the trains, there's these huge mirrors that you could like primp. And I remember being like, what is happening? Oh, we like, when to like make sure we're looking good here. It was just <laughs> so interesting. And these are tiny little things. Like you said, like the toilet paper that make that I, you are seared into your brain. And like, this is, this is a totally different experience mm-hmm. and learning. Yeah. Well, Tadra, I am just so happy that we met on the internet. <laughs> And I want listeners to connect with you if they're interested in just experiencing, you know, something, something different. And they want to take this leap, whether talk to you about coaching or I know you're offering um, a work or a a planner, which I'm going to link up in the show notes. So can you tell listeners where to find you? Yeah. Well, my website, I have a blog. I don't write like all the time, um, but I do have a blog there. And it also is a place for my coaching services, my workbook, that kind of stuff. And it's travellivebreathe.com. And I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. I post a lot on Facebook and it's just my name, Tadra Payne. Uh, You could totally send me a friend request. I will say yes, as long as you're not creepy. And (laughs) It's all good. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, Tadra, and have an amazing, I guess, trip or not even trip, but just like next few weeks in Montenegro. And maybe we can meet up in London someday. Let's make that happen. I would love that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here, everyone. Thanks to Tadra for sharing her stories. And thanks to our show sponsor, Simpson and Vale Tea. We're here every Thursday sharing self-care and self-discovery. And again, let me know what you think. Share this episode with a friend. I'd love to hear what you're enjoying. You can follow along at Yoga Magic Podcast on Instagram or ashleysondergaard.yoga. Have a great one, everybody. We'll see you next week.